Speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, March. Ooh, March 6th, 2023. Uh, today's episode, I fucking, uh, I almost died. Shit. In the motherfucking snowstorm. Big Drew, you know he's going hard on the sidearm. Got the piece in the back, I got a piece in my gat, and I give you a piece of that. Oh, I used to be better at rapping when I was 23, and now I can't even rhyme to, to save me. <laughs> Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, 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 March 6th. 2023. Do you know where your Coke dealer is? Hey, Scan. Uh, hi, how are you? I hope you had a good weekend. Uh, I actually did. I was on the road again. On the road again. Um, <laughs> uh, doing comedy. Uh, I, well, what the fuck? Uh, I don't have a character. Hey, Scan. All right, actually, I'll do this for Nick. A little throwback. He's saying he fucking plays your fucking go on your Friday night, get fucking you fucking bet on the Oilers, you fucking Carmen David, fucking guy or young motor score two goals, you fucking make fifty bucks, fuck Oilers, Super Bowl ladies, fucking seven goals, fucking goddamn Carmen David, you fucking cover out of Drake and you fucking get pickled egg. Let's start off the show with a little bit of a Oh, that was a good one. Uh, how's my fucking weekend? I hope you had a good weekend. Uh, we got a major fucking dump of the white stuff here in southern Ontario. Uh, expecting between 20 and 30 centimeters overnight. Winds gusting up to 40 kilometers an hour. Local blowing snow of 8 to 10 centimeters an hour. You're going to give yourself a little bit of extra time to get home. On the drive home tonight as we could be seeing accumulations all evening long. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can tell that I've been on the fucking radio for a little bit too long, hey? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so I had a, so Friday night I had a gig in Orangeville, which coincidentally enough, I used to work in Orangeville as, as a fucking radio DJ, and I still, I am still on air, technically, in Orangeville, both, uh, every day doing the four and the five o'clock news, I am the voice of the Orangeville news, and, um, and then I do the weekend show, I voice track a weekend show there, too. Uh, so I, I like, I used to drive up to Orangeville. I worked there for like two months. So I'm intimately familiar with the area and I had a gig. It was a corporate, uh, for this guy, Ed Smeal, a uh, wonderful guy that I've been working for for a long time. Uh, he's, he's one of the last of a dying breed of guys who are bookers who book fucking gigs. And by that, I mean, like there used to be like, I'd say, uh, I, I guess like, you know, from the fucking advent of stand-up comedy in the, in the country to, to its monetization in the, like in the seventies to its monetization in the eighties up until I'd pr say probably about 2005, there was like an actual like business. Like there was guys, I know guys who were on salary with yuck yucks and they would make $90,000 a year whether they worked or fucking not. And they were literally on salary because that's how much work there was and that's how few stand-ups there were and how, you know, bit of a, a big of a barrier to entry there was. And, and you know, there was no YouTube or social media and, and, uh, and there was a, 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 it was a much smaller edifice, essentially. 
So Ed is one of these guys who ran and still does run a booking agency where, you know, this guy books fucking people that you see on TV, like on your Just for Laughs, bing, ba, ba, bing, out, you know, on your fucking CBC and guys like, you know, guys that that you would have grown up watching on TV when that was the only place to fucking get stand up was on TV. Like you think about it now, it's crazy, but that was literally the only place to watch stand up was when it was on TV like you could there you couldn't just go watch it <laughs> like unless you had unless you bought someone's album or you bought their DVD or whatever the fuck like you you or you had to wait till it was on TV um and there wasn't just an unlimited amount of fucking stand up so anyways Ed comes from this from this class of guys that would book guys like let's go to his website right now fucking uh giggles talent Giggles Talent Agency. So so this is so this is like a guy. He's got over 50 years. And let's see, let's go to comedians. Oh, this website needs a needs an update. Oh boy. Is this just my browser? You know how sometimes when you look at a website and it looks like it's like a hilariously old HTML? Okay, so Adam Grow, who was the host of fucking uh, the Cash Cab, Canada's Cash Cab, Casey Corbin. Okay, all these guys are like <laughs> Derek Edwards, who you, you'd know if you Googled him. Uh, Drew Bame, look at me, I'm on the list. Uh, Elvira Kurt, who you also would remember. Uh, who else is on the list? Howie Miller. Joey Elias, man. Like these are OG like guys. Kelly Taylor. Oh, look who else is on the list. <laughs> uh, Mike Bullard, who I worked with and we'll get into that. Wow, this is actually a pretty small list. Oh, Scott Belford's on that list too. Fucking A, Scott Belford, Sean LeComber, Sterling, Victor J. Hansen. It's a small list. I'm happy that I'm I'm happy to be included and honored to be included on that list. But yeah, there used to be like agencies that would book big money gigs and Ed is one of them. This guy built out, you know, in the past, I'm sure this guy has built out $2 million worth of gigs. Um, and, and he made a pretty penny off doing it. Uh, but, you know, as things go on and time marches forward and... You know, comedians, you know, break free of the fucking shackles of of working for anyone other than themselves. Agencies like these started to become fewer and farther between. But he's still out there giving her, and uh, and that's uh, and I'm great, and I'm and I love working for him. So, and he booked this corporate, and you know, it paid me more in one night than I made all week on the radio, and um, which is part of the kind of the part of the reason why it was so hard for me. To <laughs> You know, in my 20s, it's like, why the fuck do I need a job? Like, I, I'm going to make, uh, I got to work a whole week to make what I do and just drive into this one place on one night and just go rip it up for an hour. You know, like it didn't make economic sense. Like I used to make this joke, like, yeah, I got paid 1500 bucks an hour and I work for 45 minutes a month. <laughs> Um, so it was a, it was for the uh, Dufferin OPP. The gig that I had in Orangeville was for the Dufferin OPP fire and medical. Now I, as being the reporter for that town, I talked to these people, media fucking relations, the Ron Morden and fucking Terry Ann Pencarina, the media relations people and the fucking chief and the mayor. Like I know the mayor and the deputy mayor called me when he had like a hot scoop. He had a hot take. And uh, that he gave me an exclusive on, you know, I, we're doing some real deep throat journalism here <laughs> on Sandy Brown, the former mayor of Orangeville, uh, being found guilty on all counts of uh, creating a hostile work environment for former police officers when he was the director of the Orangeville Police uh, Board. <laughs> and I published this hit piece on the ex-mayor by the fucking new deputy mayor. 
Oh, it was fun. And I'm like, and the way he was talking to me about it was like, I got some, like, it was some real big news. And I'm like, okay, buddy. Like, yeah. Like, (laughs) who gives a fuck? But anyways, anyways, so I had a bunch of local reference jokes and Mike Bullard was hosting who you may remember. I accidentally pressed fucking pause there on the recording. Whoops. So Mike Bullard was hosting who you may remember from, uh, from open mic. Mike with Mike Bullard. Is that what the name of the show? So he had a talk show. He was essentially the only fucking, he was, he had a talk show. It was a live broadcast from 1997 to 2003 on the, on the network in prime time. Um, and it was hosted by Mike Bullard and initially taped at the back of Wayne Gretzky's restaurant. Um, but it was like literally the only like version of a late night show that this country has ever done. Like there was never like, it's like a tonight show. Like the, like it's like Canada's the fucking tonight show or whatever the fuck. Um, so he was on the show and like, if you're like, you remember that show, like there was the, there was that. And then he had the Mike Bullard show after that. Oh, which ran for another fucking couple years. Look at that. Oh, it only ran for a year. Um, but it was it was like a big deal back in the day because it was like yeah like whether like you know he actually had a fucking show like he had a he had a talk show and you like you know if you listen to comedy or watch comedy like you knew about Mike Bullard so <laughs> obviously the dudes had some fucking uh, you know some some issues uh, arise in his personal life you know there are uh, there are allegations and accusations from former lovers of inappropriate behavior this that and the other whatever 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 um i i got nothing to do with that i thought it was just kind of funny to see like you know like the like these this old guard of canadian stand-up like that's where where we're both at the same place in our career like you know i'm on the way up arguably and he's you know where he's at now not i don't want to say on the way down but you know you know, we just both are are existing in that place where I was the headliner and he was the MC. So it was kind of cool. And it was like cool to talk to him. And he held court and like, you know, like as these old, old comics are wanting to do um, when they have the ears of younger comics or or maybe, you know, audience guys who booked him like he's been booked on this gig a whole bunch. And and, uh, you know, it was it was just kind of fun and funny to see like just this just this old, you know, not, not old, but whatever, just like the old guard. And it was the Ed Smeal gig. So it was kind of like, you know, like here we are like this is like also, you know, like there was a time when Ed was putting fucking, you know, five, ten grand a gig into, into Mike's pocket. And now we're here at the fucking above the headwaters racket club doing a show for 50 cops. <laughs> And uh, it was good. So he hosted. And then I was with this guy, Victor J. Hansen, who is a musical comedian. He does like um, song parodies and other variety sort of act. So I was meant to be the headliner. Uh, Reeds was also on the show, but she bailed because of the weather, which it was a fucking massive snowstorm. We'll get into that in a second. But I was fucking it was 30 centimeters. We're supposed to start blowing like fucking like I was pretty much like in the eye of the eye of the tornado. Blow me away. (laughs) Blow me away. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 
something like that. Fuck. <laughs> that riff is actually fucking hard to play. It's hard because you have to bar the seventh fret, and then uh, for me, I always get those other notes ringing out. Fuck. Okay, whatever. We're not. You're not here to listen to me practice fucking Megadeth riffs, <laughs> or maybe Joel is. <laughs> There's one person who's listening to this podcast to listen to me practice Megadeth riffs. Um. So, anyways. Uh, I of the tornado. Uh, so yeah. So fucking Mike Bully. I uh, like. He's like, hey. So what's your name, kid? I'm like, my name's Drew Bame. He's like, write down your name and a credit for me. So I write down my name and I go Drew Bame, and then I put brackets. Rhymes with name. You know, I always put that for everyone. Uh, for any MC who who cares to ask me how to pronounce my last name, I say my name is Bame. If you forget how to pronounce my last name, uh, it rhymes with Bame. If you go, what's that guy's name? It's Bame. And that never works either. So so I go, yeah, my name rhymes with Bame or my Bame, my whatever the fuck I said. And he's like, well, why, write it like this. B-A-I-M then, if that's how you want it. I, I go, okay, fine. No problem, Mike Bullard. So I write down fucking Drew, B-A-I-M, just for laughs, Montreal, new faces. And he goes, oh, you did? He's like, you did just for us in Montreal? I was like, yeah. He's just, And then he was just like, no shit. And then it was kind of like, oh, this is a real guy. <laughs> uh, and apparently he hadn't been informed that I was the headliner either. So, um, which we didn't find out until later on because Mike Buller goes up and he fucking, you know, Mike Buller just does crowd work. He doesn't write jokes. Admittedly, he doesn't write jokes. He just does wicked crowd work. That guy's probably one of the best crowd work guys ever like if if tiktok was around when he was fucking doing his thing that guy would have had 200 million followers just from his crowd work alone um so bullard does up and he does like 20 minutes of fucking crowd work and uh and then he fucking brings me on stage and i and then victor j hansen is like standing there with his fucking like waiting to go in the wings and i hear him go this guy's super funny he's just for laughs and i was like ah fuck well, i know victor hasn't done just for laughs so I guess I'm going to go up and I'm going to do my fucking time because I'm getting paid to be the headliner here. So I just felt I felt bad for him because the snow was fucking coming down. So fucking yeah, Bullard brings me on stage and then or he, he intros me and then me and Vic like look at each other. and I'm like, I guess I'll go like I guess I'll go. And then so I went and I fucking and this is where I'm happy being a 33 year old comedian with a day job in the entertainment industry because I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I do give a fuck about bombing, but I don't give a fuck about, like, I'm not, like, nervous or, like, oh, Jesus. Like, if I don't if I do not do well in this gig, like, I I might die. Like, I won't <laughs> be able to pay rent or whatever. Like, that was the crazy part about be- doing stand-up as your sole source of income is when you get those big anchor gigs that you need, you know, like, if you're like, I'm going to make a week's worth of money in one night, you, like, there's a lot on the fucking line there, Right. And, you know, you start to feel pressure and whatever the fuck. And especially it was for cops too, right? So 23-year-old me would have been freaking the fuck out. Like, oh God, I can't say this or I can't do that or whatever the fuck. And then 33-year-old me was like, yo, I used to be a criminal until Trudeau legalized weed. Fuck, you can't even. And I was like, I'd be stanking it up out front of the OPP headquarters. Like, come find me. I'm putting roaches out on your cruisers and like saying all this shit saying all this shit they're like they're laughing because like it's like the, they know it's true and cops are people they like for the most part as bad of a rap that the cops get like for the most part i'd say like you know six out of ten of them are regular humans like you know four out of ten of them are absolute fucking psychopaths but six out of ten of them are like normal people 
which is a little too high <laughs> for, a, for a job where you're carrying a gun. Uh, but whatever. Maybe it's the gun that makes them go crazy. Um, I think it's more of that, like, you know how there's that saying, like, absolute power, like, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. I think it's more, uh, like, Austin Butler was talking about this, but it's, like, power on Mark Maron's podcast, but it's, like, power, it more so reveals. Like, if you, or no, it wasn't, uh, Austin Butler, it was someone else on another podcast. But anyways, it was, like, yeah, it's, like, power doesn't corrupt you, it's just gives, it just reveals your true nature to yourself because you have power. So if you're an asshole you're and you get power you're gonna be a more of an asshole but if you're a fucking benevolent kind person and you get power that's not gonna change who you are you're just gonna be benevolent and kind just with power um so yeah anyways uh i had a good set i did my fucking time i did 45 uh and then mike bullard uh was like he i guess he found out after that you know and then he brings fucking victor on and i'm like i'm sorry dude like now you got to do, like, I just did 45 and now you got to do like 20, 25. And then, uh, Bullard's like, he's like, you fucking smoke. And I was like, I mean, I smoke weed. And he's just like, okay, let's go. Let's go down to my car. <laughs> so we fucking go down to his car and he lights up fucking a dart and I fire up a joint. And, uh, and he's like fucking just chain hacking this like three darts in his car. And I'm like, whatever, I'm smoking a joint. So I'm like kind of cool. And, uh, and then he just, and I start telling him like, yo dude, like, yeah, like, it's pretty cool that I'm working with you tonight. Like, you know, your show was obviously a big show and, uh, your set at the 25th anniversary of the Yuck Yucks comedy thing was like pretty funny. Like that's a pretty, like, that's a masterclass in crowd work is, is, uh, let's see if it's on YouTube. Let's go Mike Bullard, Yuck Yucks. 25th. Mike Bullard, Yuck Yuck. Yeah, yeah. Mike Bullard at the Yuck Yuck's 25th anniversary special. So that's a fucking good. That's a uh, that's a good version. And it's after Howie Mandel, too. And he goes up. And what's his first joke? And he says. His first joke is. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Something about like 25 years ago. Fucking like a man had an idea to open up a comedy club and, you know, Mark Breslin met him and murdered him and stole that idea <laughs> or whatever. And then apparently that like ruined his relationship with like fucking Breslin. Cause these guys are just, man, these motherfuckers is soft. If you work in, in the entertainment industry and you're not a creative person, like you're more fucked up than the people who like, what is wrong with you? Like what mentally is wrong with you? <laughs> Cause I get why the artists are doing it. I know, I know why they're doing it, but what the fuck are you working in this space for if you're not a creative? So anyways, the long story short is I had a good set. Now I got to fucking hit the eye of the tornado. Okay, that's really bad. Okay, I'm going to probably delete that. No, I won't. I'll leave it in. So, okay, so now I got to drive home in this fucking snowstorm. And hey, whatever. I've been there before. I'm an Alberta road comic. You know, I did it for fucking eight years. 
I don't, what, I never drove through a fucking place, fucking 30, fucking 30, 30 centimeters of fucking snow, what, you think I never fucking drove through a fucking snowstorm, fuck you, I'll fucking, fucking drive through a fucking snowstorm, so I'm leaving Orangeville, and, uh, it takes me, like, a little bit of time to get out of this town, because they're not doing the residential roads, so I finally hit the fucking highway, and I'm good, I'm on the highway, and then I take a, and then eventually to get from Orangeville back into Georgetown, where I live, you gotta take some side roads. Like you can't just take the fucking main highway the whole way there. So I take a take a little side road that's a main side road with lights on it. That's fine. And then I finally have to take one more left into like Winston Churchill, this like last road. And I was like, fuck. Somebody must have been down here already. It was almost midnight and nobody had been down there already. And I fucking make this left and I get maybe like 10, 12 feet down the road and the car just starts slowing down. And I'm like, come on, baby. And I'm like bouncing up and down, like trying to fucking add some like, come on, baby, like, come on, baby. And then just boom, come to a stop. Thankfully, some dumbass on the radio told me to carry a shovel if I was going to be out on the roads tonight. Ah, ding, it was me. I, <laughs> I was like, if you're out on the roadside, make sure you got a little safety kit. Maybe even bring a shovel in just in case you need to dig yourself out. And I was like, wow, I was right. <laughs> I did need to bring a shovel to dig myself out. So I fucking start digging the car out and I'm like, ah, it's fucking sucks and I'm pissed. And then this like, after like about 15, 20 minutes, this like old couple drives by and he's like, do you need a hand? And I don't know if they were like Russian or German or something. They had some kind of European accent of indeterminate origin. And it was really fucking scary. Like it was like side. Like I've been in snowstorms like that on the side of a mountain before, um, but never just on the highway. Like on the side of the mountain, you're like, okay, like we're just gonna have to hold it down here for like a couple of minutes until viz. We get a little viz and we can go back down lower where there's no storm. But when it's just like on the fucking road, you're like, there's no escape here. So. Um, buddy, I had done a good job digging out the car and I had some mats underneath and thankfully he was there to fucking help push the car out. So we pushed the car and I got the mat on the right thing and I would never have gotten it out by myself without being able to see that the mat wasn't in the exact right spot. I need to push it in just another couple inches and then it gripped, got the fucking car out of there. But it, I was eight minutes from home. That's the fucking worst part. It was like, a, it took me like an hour and a half to get home because I was going slow. And then I was eight minutes. GPS said eight minutes under regular circumstances. And then I fucking got stuck. I was so fucking pissed. Um, so thankfully, you know, long live the Russians. <laughs> Glory be to Mother Russia for fucking creating that guy and sending him over to Canada to, uh, you know, 70 years into his life to help me. But then I, I was just thinking about that now. I don't know what the fuck this old couple was doing driving around in the middle of a snowstorm at midnight on a Friday. And, like, he was so willing to help, which was nice. So whoever you are, thank you. And speaking of thank you, uh, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our Patreons. Would you like access to bonus content like every single comedy set I've ever done as recorded by my cell phone as well as access to uh, other shit, so bonus podcasts and guitar lessons? You also, nobody takes advantage of this, but you get an hour of my life a month and we could talk, we, I could teach you guitar or we could just chat. We could just have a little chat. Uh, you also get a personalized individual shout out on every single podcast. So you could be like these fine folks, Kevin and Joyce, James, new guy, Mark, Tony, Smog, Nick and Mac, Bubba Marnus, motherfucking street demon, uh, our number one fan, Joel, and in the Hall of Fame, call that Andre Blair and Terrence say they name. What up, one of them? Hi, Mick. 
Go to patreon.com slash DrewBames. Sign up for as little as five bucks if you're dumb and seven bucks if you're a shredder who's dumb. Go to patreon.com slash DrewBames. Sign up right now. Help a brother out if you listen to the podcast. If you listen to this podcast, fucking put five bucks in the hat. What? What? You don't want to fucking put five bucks in the hat? Fuck. <laughs> it's a buck 25 an episode. Come on. So buy me a coffee. Go to patreon.com slash Drew Sign up for as little as five bucks. Also, promotional consideration for this week of Drew is provided by our sponsor, kingtutscannabis.com. That's right. Go to kingtutscannabis.com. Use the promo code Drew at checkout, and you will receive 10% off your order. I got I got the fucking, I got my package down there at, uh, at fucking Penguin Pickup. I got to go pick that shit up. Alex, you fucking loser. Oh, we got Chad GPT writing our fucking, our grant proposal, which is like, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's like, let the fucking robot do it, man. Why do I have to be good at filling out forms in order to make a fucking thing? I, I don't want to fill out the forms. I want to make the thing. I understand that you don't, you don't want it to suck, but it's probably going to suck. So what do you give a fuck? Just give me the money. Let me make the thing. Go to King Tut's Can. This is a com- weed commercial. Go to KingTutsCannabis.com. Use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order. That's right. KingTutsCannabis.com is our sponsor. Go buy dope. Tell them that Drew sent you on your checkout. Okay, and now let's play guitar. Bear with me just one moment. Okay, so the fucking country guitar experiment. We're still working on it. <laughs> This shit is fucking hard. Like, you think it'd be easy just to play the three chord tones over a chord, but like, it's not. It's like really fucking hard to play country guitar. So, yeah, fuck that shit. Let's just play some metal, I guess.
little better. Night, night. Chai, you stuck around, and now guess what? When you stick around, you get a fucking bonus. Put that in your fucking bag and take it back to the fucking Sobeys.